Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Nina. And you're listening to Slice Slice of Murder. Murder. Welcome to our 25th episode. This is like a big one. This is like a milestone, you know? Yeah. Like a quarter of a century. Of a hundred. Yeah, so um, I guess welcome back. We're filming this or we're recording this like a whole week in advance. Yes, because we're. Oh, what are we doing? I'm going to be busy. Yeah. I'm going to be kind of busy, too. Yeah. But you're going to be more busy than I am. <laughs> so um, we're doing it early. Yeah. Yay. So that's good for us. We're proud of ourselves. Um, so I guess we'll start off with our rose and thorn. Um, I can go first. So my rose was... No, I'll start off with my thorn. My <laughs> thorn was that I walked into class on Monday... And my whole projector was broken, and I had to spend the entire morning writing things from scratch on my board. That's a teacher's nightmare. I know. It was I, really annoying. Yeah, we're just, or at least I am so used to using my projector. I feel like I, I use it every day. I know. Literally, like, because I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, I don't know. It just, like, had everything on there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm doing a lot of stuff with, like, graphing and, like, inequalities and on stuff. Like, I'm not going to... I don't want to draw out a whole, like, number line every single time I go up to the board. No. Yeah, so that was annoying, but shout out to my tech guy for fixing it. Yay! I know. So, um, my rose was that on Monday, my, also on Monday, my <laughs> school hired this, like, coffee cart barista people to come in and, like, serve us coffee, I guess. So, like, I could just go down to the teacher's lounge and I could just, like, order whatever coffee I wanted. That's so nice. So that was my rose. I love when we get free food or drinks at school. I know. And it was like catered coffee. Like they're like making it like right on the spot, you know? Sometimes they bring in like coffee, whatever those like coffee jug things. Mm -hmm. Like you like pour it in and then like, that's like fine. But (laughs) I don't know. Like I got like a, what I get? Like a lavender honey latte, I know. Wow. So yeah, that was my, those are my rose and thorn for the week. What about you? So, my thorn is that it's been raining this week. I feel like I'm just tired of the rain. It's literally been raining so much, but I was looking it up, and it was like, this is like a lot more than normal. Like, this well, is like, yeah, definitely. Like, like, I don't know. I forget how many times more than normal it was, but it was a lot. Yeah, I definitely remember, like, last year did not nearly rain as much. Mm-hmm. And then my rose is the new Miley Cyrus album. It's oh, so good. Have you listened? listened? I haven't listened. You need to. I have not listened. Yeah. I've been, I've been an angsty girl mood the past couple of days because it's been raining. So I just listened to Ceilings. You know that song, Ceilings? Yeah, I, just I love Ceilings. Ceilings on repeat on the way home. I love it. Well, maybe <laughs> one of the Miley songs will get you yeah, maybe. in that same mood. Maybe. <laughs> but some of them are sad. Okay. I'll look for it. I'll look it up. All right. Um, okay, so I guess we will get into it. So this is, I kind of said this last week, but this is kind of a high profile, higher profile case as well. 
I think just because of how recent it is. It happened in 2018. Oh. Um, and I feel like I definitely remember this happening, like, while it was. It was, like, very publicized. Um, but this is the Watts Family Murders. Oh, I have yeah. heard of it vaguely. Yeah. So I'll just give a quick, like, um, synopsis, and then we'll go into the background, and then we'll go into, like, what happened and the trial and everything. Mm-hmm. So... In the early hours of August 13th, 2018, American oil field operator Chris Lee Watts murdered his pregnant wife, Shanann, and their two children. He buried Shanann in a shallow grave and dumped his children's bodies into oil tanks. Watts initially maintained his innocence in his family's disappearance, but later confessed to murdering his wife and his two children. Um, So yeah, this happened in 2018, pretty recent. Um, It was definitely, I feel like, spread all over the media, like, I just feel like with a case of this nature where there's a wife and two children going mm-hmm. missing, it, it does lend itself to, I guess, media, I don't know, frenzy kind of, where there's a lot of people um, trying to cover the case or trying to figure out like what's going on. Um, but I think there's some good that comes out of that just by spreading, like I guess, the word of the dangers of being in a, um, you know abusive relationship and it sounds like her family like kind of wanted to spread that word as well we're talking i'm going to talk a little bit about like a documentary that they helped film later on um but they were really kind of pushing for her story to be spread just so Mm -hmm. it kind of doesn't you know happen to other people or they can maybe see like the early warning signs of something like this yeah i feel like that's good that it's bringing like because it is so publicized Mm -hmm. that it's bringing like more attention to these types of cases yeah. and hopefully other people can get help out there mm-hmm. and yeah. did her family know that he was abusive um so from the outside it really didn't seem like it all like talk about how like she kind mm-hmm. of portrayed their marriage for a while um but she never made any sort of comment to her family or anything about him being abusive until i guess like it was too late you know mm-hmm. um but so people don't really know because she never made any sort of comment but you have to think like if he was capable of committing a crime like murder of his wife and his two children like you that makes you think like I mean there must have been some warning signs before that maybe she was like too ashamed to share out or she just didn't know how to share out or she didn't know how to ask for help or something like that you know I just you know I feel like this could not have been the first thing that had happened to her yeah yeah so her family really wants her story to be spread um, really wants, like, the truth about her story to be told because they say it just helps more people who might be in the same situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with some background on the um, on Shanann. So Shanann, she originally pronounced it Shannon, um, but she started going by Shanann later in life. Uh, Rusek was born on January 10th, 1984. Her parents are Frank and Sandra Rusek, and she had one sibling named Frankie. Uh, on Facebook, she named Passaic, New Jersey as her hometown, but um, by all other sources, like, she has lived in North Carolina for most of her life. Like, she grew up and lived in North Carolina for most of her life. Mm. Um, Chris Watts was born on May 16th, 1985, in Spring Lake, North Carolina, to Ronnie and Cindy Watts. So, Shanann and Chris kind of had a strange introduction to their relationship. I guess this was kind of like the height of Facebook, but they actually met over Facebook. Like, I guess 2010 was, like, kind of, was, like, when Facebook was, like, wildly popular. Yes. Um, and you would just, like, friend people you didn't know just because, like, you wanted, I guess, like, a bigger following. Like, it was more, mm-hmm. I don't even know. It's like, 
it was not, I feel like it was not just a website where you would like keep track of your friends, but it was more like a social connection where you would like friend other yeah, people's or friends you meet and things new like friends. that. Yeah. Because I feel like, yeah, I got one when I was 11 years old. Yeah. So like around 2009. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just message people that or like friends of friends. Yeah. And we became friends. Yeah. So it's definitely like a weird introduction now. I feel like this wouldn't really happen now. But I feel like it was probably like kind of more normal at this time. Mm-hmm. But they actually met they met over Facebook. So Shanann said that he sent her a friend request on Facebook. She knew like his cousin's wife or something. Like they were connected, I guess like two degrees of separation. Like it was his cousin's wife's friend. But they didn't like they had never met each other before. They just like friended each other on Facebook. Um and she said that like when he friended her, she was kind of like in a really bad place emotionally. And she accepted his friend request because friend request she was like, why not? Like, I mean, I might as well. Like, I don't know what, where this is going to go, but I just need kind of something to get me through. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said later in an interview or like in a Facebook Live, she was like, this is the be- she's, he's the best thing that ever happened to me. So I'm glad I friended him on Facebook. Aww. So they ended up meeting in person later on and started dating. Uh, Shanann's parents really liked Chris, but Chris's parents didn't like Shanann at all. So there's like a couple, quote, reasons like why um, they didn't like her. Um, One of those reasons was they thought she was exaggerating her symptoms of her illnesses. So she struggled with a couple different things. including lupus and diabetes and her his parents thought she was like making too big of a deal over what over those like are the very things. intense illnesses yeah. and then they also when she later had kids thought she was like exaggerating the height of her ch- ch- like child's allergy levels or things like that mm. so they just were not a fan of her um but not for any valid reason like by all accounts she was a wonderful person like she didn't do anything to make them mad. They just didn't like just her. Just thought she was exaggerating. Yeah. So they didn't really approve of this marriage. Um, but by 2012, Chris and Shanann were engaged. And on November 3rd, they got married in Charlotte, North Carolina. And Chris's parents actually refused to go to the wedding. Like, that's how much <gasps> they didn't like her. Wow. I thought it was just like, because, you know, sometimes, like, the in-laws mm-hmm. are, like, yeah. Don't really like the wife or the husband, but they'll still, like, go or pretend to like them at least. Yeah, but no, they refuse to even show up to the wedding. <laughs> that's insane. I know. Um, like, I can't even imagine. Like, that's a terrible reason. Like, how do you know she is exaggerating yeah. her symptoms? It just, it sounds it's like, like do I you mean, have I, lupus? I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about their parents, about his mom especially, like, later on. Mm-hmm. But they just, they do not sound like good Good parents. People. Yeah, no, like, they definitely take his side on everything, so... Insane. Yeah, so I feel like they don't really um, think logically sometimes. Um, in 2013, right after they got married, the couple brought, bought property at 2825 Saratoga Trail in Frederick, Colorado. So they moved from North Carolina to Colorado. Um, and they had a five-bedroom house built. So I think mm. it was just, like, an empty lot. Like, they just bought a lot, and they kind of, like, built their... Yeah. Dream house. That's cool. So on December 17th, Shanann and Chris had their first child, Bella Marie. And on July 17th, 2015, the two had another child, Celeste. 
Um, so like I said, Shanann struggled with lupus, and she was overjoyed to be able to have, like, two healthy babies. She thought that that might prevent her from having kids, mm-hmm. so she was really happy to be a mom. And by all accounts, she really thrived being a mother. Like, she would always talk about her kids. She would always post them on social media. Um, there's so much of this case that is accessible through, like, Facebook and other social media sites just because she would share so much information about, like, her kids and her personal life. Yeah, I remember that now, like, how it was so big in this case because she would post a lot about her kids. Yeah. And just, like, how loving, like... Mm -hmm. So she they really, were, yeah. and her family was. So she really seemed to thrive being a mom. She loved being a mom. She liked being married. Um, but everything was not, like, fantastic. Um, because in 2015, the family filed for bankruptcy because they had been, oh, there. they were over $450,000 in debt, which is Whoa. a lot of money. Um, I don't really know what that was Maybe the house. For, um, but they said that their $3,000 mortgage and $600 car payments took up most of their they made about $5,000 in, like, a monthly income. Mm-hmm. So they made about $5,000, which is, I mean... That's not a it's lot. It's not a lot. Like, if you're trying to support... That's for both of them together. So it's like, if you're trying to support both you and your husband, and then also you have two kids on the way, like, that's really not a lot of money to support no. a family of four. Like, I know Colorado is probably a little bit better than California, but still, it's not... Yeah. It's not a crazy amount. Yeah. Um, So I definitely see why they were struggling financially. Um, They were able to keep the house even though they filed bankruptcy. Um, Chris had to sell his car, but, like, overall they were okay. Um, Mm. I mean, they probably weren't, like, obviously, like, it tanks your credit score and you're probably, like, not going to be able to, like, get credit cards or a lot of things in the future. But it's like they already had a house. They weren't going to have to apply for, like, any down payments or anything. They had a car that Shanann had. So, like, Mm -hmm. they were okay. But it was just kind of a clue that, like, what she was presenting on social media maybe wasn't how she was really, like, like what she was really going through. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you just always present, like, your best mm-hmm. self and obviously, like, your favorite moments. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, she's not going to post, I'm bankrupt, yeah. right? So, there's definitely things that she was struggling with that, mm-hmm. like, she didn't want to share with other people. Yeah. Um, which is understandable, but again... Like, I feel like people in your life who love you will be there for you, even if you are struggling with certain things, or even if something does happen to mm-hmm. you that you don't really know how to share. And I feel like this is just, like, one of those things where it was, like, maybe this could have been a out for her. Like, maybe she could have been, like, okay, well, I'm going to take some time away. You know, I don't know the nature of these, like, these financial worries, but, yeah, I think this is just one of those times where maybe she could... If she had yeah, like had reached some out outlets, for or she had known like where to go for support, mm-hmm. maybe something like wouldn't happen to her. Um, so Chris was working at this time for Anadarko Petroleum, and Shanann was working for a multi-level marketing company. So like they really only had one kind of stable income because like with MLMs, like you know it's not ever stable. Like you have to like constantly going out, like being out and like marketing it to people and like trying Mm. to get people to join and like selling things to people yeah so they really only had one stable stable income yeah which might have contributed to the bankruptcy yeah the the money Mm. like kind of not working out but on the outside like i said everything was great uh shanann regularly posted social media updates of the family traveling and being together they looked like a happy healthy family 
And in 2018, she posted a Facebook Live video talking about how everything happens for a reason and that she loved spending time with her family. Um, also in 2018, Chris started focusing on his health. So before they, before this, like about when they got married, he wasn't like super unhealthy, but he wasn't like really that fit either. You know, he was just kind of like a normal mm-hmm. person. Um, didn't really care about what he ate. Didn't really care about like exercising or working out. And suddenly in 2018, he started being like really conscientious of what he looked like and what he wore and what he ate. I remember this. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, trying to lose a bunch of weight. So he started running and working out, trying to lose weight, trying to get fit, trying to be hot for somebody we'll hear about later. Mm. Um, But also in June of 2018, Shanann discovered she was pregnant for the third time. So they had two children. Bella and Celeste, um, and in this month, she figured out she was pregnant. She posted a video of her surprising Chris with the news, mm-hmm. and she was wearing a shirt that said, oops, we did it again. <laughs> so from the outside, again, it seemed as this was like a happy couple. This was like an exciting thing. She mm-hmm. was trying to surprise him with these news, with this news. Um, his reaction was like a little weird. On video? On video. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he didn't seem unhappy but it's like you would think that if he you surprise somebody with this news that's like pretty big news yeah. like i don't know like especially I feel like, like since you said it's hard for her to conceive yeah like, having lupus yeah like it just it's pretty big news and he was like oh that's awesome like uh, he did, uh, didn't really have like that big of a reaction which like i don't know maybe it's like maybe they had talked about it before like maybe she had been like oh like, we're no trying to get kid. pregnant oh. like maybe they had like you know Maybe he wasn't surprised because they had discussed oh, they it so much, it. you know, mm-hmm. and like she was like, Oh, we're trying to get pregnant. So then when she did get pregnant, maybe it wasn't that surprising. Like maybe yeah. they had been trying really hard. But it just did not seem like he was like overjoyed about it, you know? Mm-hmm. He was like, Oh, really? That's awesome. Like Yeah, I'm curious. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious to know if any of the comments on Facebook said that. Because you know how on TikTok people post their reaction videos and they're like, Oh, he- or, like, me surprising my boyfriend. And then and it's, it's, like, like the couch guy. Yeah, they're like, viral. oh, he's definitely cheating on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you... How do you know that? Remember when the couch guy was, like, the most hated person on TikTok yeah. for, like, a month straight? I forgot what happened to them. I know. Like, was he cheating? I don't think so. But I feel like Facebook is different because it doesn't really go anywhere except for your own friends. That's so true. Like it doesn't go, like, on viral. Your yeah. I'd be like, what, why is he... <laughs> reacting that way yeah um but maybe it should have so on father's day she posted an update on facebook saying chris we are so incredibly blessed to have you you do so much and take such great care of us you are the reason i was brave enough to agree to number three um from laundry to kids showers you're incredible and we're so lucky to have you in our life happy father's day Oh, that's so sweet yeah so just like again sharing relationship posts on social media really being not over the top, but very intentional about, like, sharing good things about her life. And I feel like that's, like, the marketing side mm-hmm. of her. Yeah. Like, she wants to market her family to just seem so happy and, like, the perfect, like, American yes. family. Yeah, and I feel like that was what this case really was. Mm-hmm. Like, when it was in the media, I feel like everybody was like, it was the perfect American family. Mm-hmm. Like, how could this have happened? And I think a lot of that was from her social media posts. Um and it's so easy to look at somebody's social media and be like, oh, nothing's wrong in their life. Like, look at this. Like, I wish I had their life. You know, nothing's obviously yeah. nothing's wrong. But it just goes to show that you never 
can really be sure of like what's happening in their mm-hmm. personal life. Yeah, not everything is what it seems. Yeah. Um, but around this time, the couple's relationship was becoming more and more strained. Um, at the end of June, Shanann and her children actually traveled to North Carolina to spend time with her mom. And this wasn't just like a week vacation or whatever to North Carolina. She, she and her kids spent six weeks with her parents. So this is like... Wow, that's a long quite time. Quite a lot. This is almost all of August and half of September. Wait. Wait did you say it was a, just a random visit or like a vacation? Where it was like a vacation. Break? So she spent... No, she spent six weeks. So she came back... She spent June and like half of August with her parents. Okay. Um, but it was like... I think it was, like, a vacation, but it was really, like, I mean, it's not a, I feel like it's not a vacation at that point if you're spending six weeks with their parents, you know? I feel like it was almost like, oh, I need a break from whatever's going on at Mm -hmm. home, like, I'm just gonna get out of this house for a little bit, and I'm gonna bring my kids and go see my mom. Yeah. Um, And she confided in her mom that she had been buying self-help books for herself and Chris, but one that she would give them to Chris or send them to Chris, he would just throw them out. So he, like, really was not accepting kind of like what she wanted at all like she was not he was not accepting of Mm. her trying to help him out with their relationship issues or his emotional issues or things like that um and her text message to chris also talks about how she had been trying to give him space like she's like i've been trying to give you space but i still want to tell you i love you but he's become he's becoming really cold and distant so like you know i feel like you can always tell the vibe when like somebody doesn't want to be texting you or like interacting with you like it's just it's very clear when somebody doesn't want to be talking to you Mm -hmm. and I feel like in her text you can really see that like she's like I love you so much you know how was your day we did this today and like he would just be so distant like he'd be like it was good sorry like work was busy like can't yeah like kind of dry yeah um so she was really worried about this um she was really worried about kind of maintaining their relationship and making sure that everything was good. She was pregnant with like their third kid, mm-hmm. so this was a pretty important time for her to make sure that their relationship was healthy and strong. But Chris, on the other hand, was not worried about his relationship at all. At least his relationship with Shanann. So over the past month, he had begun a relationship with a woman named Nicole Kessinger, uh, who worked in his job at Anadarko Petroleum. She worked in the environmental department and she would often see the operators, including Chris, um, like on the way to the fridge or like just in like the mutual mm-hmm. office spaces and everything. They did not do the same job or anything like that, but they would just kind of see each other in passing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So Chris came by her office one day and struck up a conversation. Um, so they just started chatting on the job, like he would go see her in her office. And they had their first meeting outside of the office sometime in June. So, met each other at the beginning of June, late May, somewhere like around that time. And then they met outside of the office in June. In July, Chris and Nicole started seeing each other very regularly. Chris saw Nicole about four to five times a week, and they started a physical relationship in early July. So Four this to is five like, times a week? Yeah. So, this is like when... When she was gone. Shanann was gone. Right, she yeah. was gone for all of July and, like, half of August. Um, so in this month, he had taken himself, taken the opportunity not to improve himself, not to get the house ready for the new baby, not to maybe save up a little money so they could become a little bit more financially mm-hmm. comfortable. And he was like, no, like, I know exactly what I'm going to do with this month. 
I'm going to go and find another girl to have a relationship with. Like, perfect timing. Um, and he told her that he was married and had kids, but he told her that he was almost getting divorced. So he mm-hmm. told her, like, that yeah, he, like he was getting a divorce and it was, like, almost final. So mm-hmm. um, later that month, when Chanan and his, the, his kids are in North Carolina, he's like, yeah, the divorce is final. We signed the papers and everything. So wow. it's under under her impression, like they're done. They're done. This is not, you know, a relationship that's going to be a problem in the future. Like it's just going to be you and me. Like that's basically what he was mm-hmm. telling her. And it's like not. I mean, maybe it's not the best thing to get into a relationship. Like for this woman <laughs> Nicole, probably not the best thing to get into a relationship with a man who's married. But it's like. It's not up to her to protect their relationship. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's definitely exactly. up to him to protect their relationship. Like, I feel like I try to have these conversations with my students all the time because they're like, oh, my boyfriend was talking to this other girl. I'm like, this other girl, though, it, she doesn't really have, like, I mean, maybe it's not the best thing to do to be talking to your boyfriend, but it's like, she's You're not missing, the, yeah. like, the problem here. <laughs> she's not the one that has to, like, m- keep your boyfriend like in check, in check or... for you you know like that's his job like he's the one talking to her it's not really the other way around mm-hmm. so she definitely does kind of shitty things later on but I feel like she got a lot of hate for being in a relationship with this guy Chris I'm like mm, I don't know she does shitty things later on but I feel like this he's telling her he's almost divorced he's telling her it's finalized I feel like in the beginning of a relationship, you're not really thinking clearly. Yeah, and you're going to believe what they say. Maybe not the best moral thing to do, but it's definitely Chris's fault that he started talking to Oh, yeah, he's obviously lying. Unless, was it known that they were, well, they were having issues, but they weren't talking about divorce or anything. No, I don't think so. Um, This is just, I mean, maybe it was in his mind, but it definitely wasn't in her mind. he, He never brought that up to her. So she was still really focused on trying to make sure the relationship was going well. Like, they just had gotten pregnant, you know? Like, she wasn't about to be like, oh, well, let's take a break or let's get divorced. So in her mind, everything's going great. So he was really, like, playing both of these women at once. He just wanted, like, everything, you know? So sneaky. So um, Kessinger and Nicole went to Chris's home for the first time on the 4th of July. And they had their first phone call on record um, on July 7th. They also, so they, this is just how bad he is at taking people on dates. Like, I don't know how he got both of these women because on their first date, he took her to the American Collection Car Museum. Like, who the hell wants to go to a is car that maybe museum? maybe what he's into and is probably, that considering her interest? Probably. Like, like of course he would be a car guy, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's like that's the biggest ick. <laughs> like he would be a car guy, you know? Like <laughs> no hate to car guys, but just, <laughs> just that just really fits his personality. Like of course he takes her to a car museum. Like I would hope if my boyfriend was a car guy, like I have no interest in cars, so don't take me to a car museum. Yeah, unless was she really into cars? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that she maybe she was like Pretending to yeah, be really pretending. into cars, but, like, I don't think she was really into cars. <laughs> but that was his idea of a great first date, and it literally just gets better um, than that. So his his next day, I'll tell you his next day, but not right now. 
Um, I'm going to go through this, like, chronologically. So, whatever. They go on this date to the car museum. And then they go to the a Sand Dunes National Park. That was okay. That was an okay date. Yeah, that was all right. That's okay. Yeah, cool. Um, on July 28th. And this is all while his family is, like, away, thinking everything is fine in North Carolina. So, Shanann calls Chris multiple times, but he doesn't answer, obviously, because he's entertaining other women. And on July 30th, he gives Nicole a love note, and then he goes to North Carolina. So, he, like, writes her this whole love letter, and then he just goes off to North Carolina. I don't know what he told her when he was going to North Carolina, Mm -hmm. because, like, in her mind, like, they're getting divorced, you know? It's fine. Yeah. So... He probably told her something like they had to appear like in court or like they had to be there in person, you know? And so he's going with her to like her family's house. Yeah, so he's going to go spend, I think he spends like a week in North Carolina. Oh. Yeah, with Nicole or with um, Shanann Mm -hmm. and his kids and Shanann's parents. Oh. Yeah. So he just like spends the last week with with her. Yeah, with them. Yeah. At least he spent some time with his kids. I know. It's like, is, are you ever going to call them? Yeah. He's like another one on the way, and he does yeah, not seem to care at care. all. So in North Carolina, um, the couple was really struggling. Uh, like I said, Chris was also from North Carolina as well, so they ran into his family out there as well. Like, it was kind of like they went back to visit North Carolina. Shanann just spent most of the time with her parents, but when Chris was there, they also spent time with his family as well. Shanann like I said, did not have a good relationship. And she told Chris in a text that, like, it wasn't her fault. So she was like, it's not my fault. Like, I'm trying really, really hard to kind of make these bonds with your family and they're not accepting me. Um, And she's like, your parents don't treat our children like their grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Like, I see the way that they treat their other grandchildren and they do not treat my children like that. That's so rude. Like, like, what did they, what did she do? The children didn't do do anything. And it's like, even Shanann didn't do anything, but like, even more so, like, the kids, like, what do they, what fault do they have? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like some parents, especially with, like, sons, sometimes, like, baby their sons. Yeah, or overprotective. Like, nobody can be good enough for, like, him. So it's like, okay, maybe you don't think. Like, your child is a murderer. Yeah, you don't think Shanann is good enough for your precious son. But it's like, her kids didn't do anything you know like I guess if you're crazy enough to find fault with her you would be also crazy enough to be like oh well it's her kids so but yeah um so they didn't really treat her kids well either uh she said that Chris's mom knew that Celeste was allergic to nuts and exposed Celeste anyway and just like didn't think it was like a big deal was like oh well Um, I guess she like I didn't think she was that allergic to nuts like ma'am I like okay I feel like even if you, like, how, <laughs> like, that's pretty bad. Like, I feel like any sort of allergy you can't fuck around with. Like, you, you don't know anything. Like, yeah. how do you know that she's not that allergic? Like. Just how she's saying, like, that she's overreacting about lupus. Yeah. Like, she's probably thinking, oh, she's over overreacting about these allergies. Yeah. So, that was a big kind of, like, pressure point on the relationship. Her not feeling like his parents kind of looked out for her. Or wanted her in the family at all. Chris kind of, like, defending them, being like, well, they're a family. Like, you have to live with them. Yeah. Um, And she also told Chris that she's like, it doesn't feel like you had cared about about me being away. Like, you never said I miss you first. Like, you you never said I miss you to me until Mm -hmm. I said it. 
So it's like, I'll say I miss you, and you're like, okay, yeah, I miss you. Me too. Yeah, same. But, like, he didn't ever really start the conversations, or he never kind of initiated those kinds of conversations. And of course, just saying what she wants to hear. Maybe he doesn't mean it. Yeah, and of course, to make her happy. He denied everything. Like, he's like, no, like, I was just really busy. Like, I had a lot going on at work. Like, okay, yeah, you had a lot going on at work, and you also had time enough to take this woman to the car show. Like, I'm pretty sure you had time to call your wife and your kids. Exactly. Like, okay. But she had a fight with Chris about how his parents also didn't show up for Celeste's birthday party. So they had a birthday party for her kid while they were out there. And the parents <gasps> did not terrible. show up. Yeah. And she's like, I t- she told a friend that she felt like Chris never stood up for her against his parents. Yeah. Which I think is a really big, a common thing that happens in relationships. I do think that's a very common thing. Like, if your parents are not treating your significant other fairly, mm-hmm. I do think it's a very valid thing that you would be angry, like, oh, well, you're supposed to stick up to me against yeah. your parents. And the fact that he wasn't doing that just, like, shows how, like, much of a coward he is, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he didn't want to make his mom mad. But it's like, that's your wife. Like, you've promised Come to spend on. your whole life with this woman. Like, I'm pretty sure you can tell your mom to treat her and fairly. And your kids. But yeah, like, you can tell your mom to go to your child's birthday party. Like, I promise it won't kill them to go to your child's birthday party you know yeah or at that point like why even go spend time with them with yeah. like bring your family right then go alone like yeah. if you're if you know your parents and your family do not treat your significant other and your kids right then like remove them from that situation mm-hmm. be like okay well you're not allowed to come tre- see my family because you expose my kids to nuts and yeah. you make them feel really bad about like existing so you know but it just seems like he didn't do anything anything like that so she was really frustrated with him for not sticking up, which I definitely understand. When Shanann got back from North Carolina, she texted her friend that Chris had said he didn't want a third child. So she's like, we had a conversation, and he said that he's not ready to have a third kid, um, and he's happy with just two kids. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm confused because like we had a conversation before like that we wanted to have a family. Like We have a five-bedroom house in our... Like, we built a five-bedroom house, you know? Like... So they can have four right. kids. Right, like, we want, we've had a conversation, we want more kids, but right now he's saying he doesn't want a third kid. And Shanann's friend tried to comfort her, but Shanann had insisted that Chris had changed, and she's like, I don't know who he is anymore. He's so different than the person that I married or the person that, you know, he had been. Mm. Um, so this is the end of July, um, early August, and on August 4th, this is, like, found out later, obviously, um, Nicole Kessinger searched for wedding dresses online. So, like, they were able to kind of track her, like, phone history or whatever, internet usage afterwards. And they found out, like, she had clearly been kind of thinking about this thing with Chris as, like, a long-term yeah. relationship. Like... Because he probably made it seem that right. way. Right. He probably told her that this was going to be, you know, something that, like, oh, we're going to get married, you mm-hmm. know, or at least I see you in my future. And, yeah, so they found out that, like, that had happened. And on August 9th, Shanann went to her OBGYN appointment to get an ultrasound. Um, she texted a friend that Chris came with her, but he was very cold and, like, unfeeling during their entire appointment. Mm-hmm. So, like, he basically acted like he didn't want to be there. Like, this was, like, the last thing on his mind. Like, he did not want to be here, you know? Um, which, like, fucked up. Like, this is your wife, and she's yeah. having a baby. Like, where else do you have to be? You know? 
But during this appointment, they found out that Shanann was pregnant with a little boy. Later that day, she told a friend that she and Chris had had a long talk. Um, and she's like, yeah, and it was actually a really good talk. Um, so she said that she wrote him a letter saying that she feels like they fell out of compatibility during the five weeks that he was gone. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I feel like you can't fall. Like, five weeks is not that long of a time. <laughs> like, I feel like she was trying almost like blaming herself for leaving for like five weeks and being like oh i shouldn't have left like we fell out of love or whatever during these five weeks it's like no that wasn't entirely his fault like the reason that you feel like he's not being as affectionate towards you is because he's doing all this shit with another girl yeah. like he's not trying anymore no he's not trying anymore he completely gave up like i almost feel like in this like in this text of her friend she was like oh like i left and then we, then something happened. But it's like, it's not your fault. Like, if somebody is losing so much affection to you over such a short amount of time, like, it's, that's a them problem. Like, yeah. that's not a you problem, you know? Yeah. So. Like, you should be able to, like, still interact or, like, keep in touch. Right. Like, you should be able to travel for yeah. five weeks and have and faith have and confidence life. in your partner that they will not abandon you for somebody else somebody else like in that time frame you know but yeah just it it feels very much like she was used to feeling like almost the victim and like these certain things you know like Mm -hmm. it almost seemed like she was used to being at like at fault for yeah for things that were happening in the relationship Mm -hmm. which is like that's like another thing that makes me kind of think like was she getting blamed for things happening in the relationship like was he blaming her for things other bad things that were happening in their relationship yeah. like it makes me think yes because if she's so i guess used to this fact of being like oh like i left and then like we fell out of compatibility so it's all my so fault. it's all my fault like not even putting any of the blame on him like not even being like oh you know whatever it's his, it's like he's the one like not trying um then it, it makes me do it makes me think that he was at least being maybe like a little bit emotionally abusive to her before. Yeah, definitely. So, Shanann uh, left for a work trip in Phoenix, Arizona, um, pretty much as soon as she got back from North Carolina. And on August 11th, so Chris was the only one home with his kids. Mm -hmm. Shanann was at a work trip. Chris was the only one home with his kids. And on August 11th, Chris told Shanann that he had to go to a baseball game with co-workers. So he's going to leave his kids alone. Like, like what? One, whatever, weekend, she like, literally was like, can you watch the kids? He's like, um, actually, no, I have to go to a baseball game. She just had him for six weeks. Yeah, like, okay, you... You can't do a weekend? Can't do a weekend? Yeah. So he, she, he was like, well, we got a babysitter to watch the kids, so it's like, all fine. But, yeah, it's like, she literally was just, like, away with them for the whole summer. And you can't watch them for, like, a single yeah. three-day span. And she has work. You have a baseball yeah. game. And he didn't actually have a baseball game. Um, of course. He went on a date with Nicole. Now, this is the second amazing, incredible date that he went on with Nicole. <laughs> um, the first one, if you remember, was a car show. This one was a date to a sports bar. <laughs> Love it. Like, this man is really knocking it out of the park with his date choices. Mm. Um, And Nicole said that she was interviewed later, and she said said this was one of the first times, like, they really went out in public, because before that, it was kind of like, he didn't want to be seen with, like, her out in public, you know? But this was, like, one of the first times that they went out closer to them, like, closer to his house, you know, in public. So... 
it seemed like he was like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, I don't care. You know, like it was like very much at point, like at that point, yeah. he had almost made a decision that this was going to be something that he pursued. And he, at this point, he was like, I don't even care who sees me. Um, and he also paid with a credit card, which is the first time that he did that also. Oh. So like before he paid with cash because yeah. it can't be traced. Like you can't look at a credit card statement and be, er, like you can't look at a bank statement and be like, oh, I saw you use cash at this place. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. tell you that, you know, but a credit card statement tells you you spent this much at this place. That's interesting. So again, it's just him being like, I don't care. Like this is going to be something that, um, you know, like, I'm going to pursue and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care anymore. Like, if she finds out, then she finds out. Like, I don't care. So people who think this was premeditated point to this kind of being, like, one of the signs that it was premeditated because he almost knew he would not have to worry about his wife finding out or finding the receipts from this dinner because she wouldn't be around anymore. Um, Or, like, other people seeing them because how are they going to tell her when she's dead? Right. So... On August 12th, um, the next day, Chris texted one person at his job to tell him he was going to a job site early the next morning. So, like I said, he was, like, an oil kind of, like, worker. He worked Mm -hmm. on, like, these big oil pipes. And one of them was leaking on, like, one of the job sites. So he texted somebody who was like, you don't have to come tomorrow morning. I'll go and check it out. Like, I'm going to go nice, bright and early, and I'm going to go check out this whatever. All right. Um, on August 13th, Shanann was returning from, from her trip and got back to Colorado at around 1.45 in the morning. So, like, her flight was super delayed, and she ended up needing, like, a friend to drive her home from the airport. She was supposed to get back earlier in the day, but she didn't get back until, like, the morning of August 13th. Really, really early. So, like, just past midnight. So, the morning of mon- Monday, August 13th dawned, um, Officer Scott Coonrod was dispatched to the house at around 2 p.m. to do a well-being check on Shanann, Bella, and Celeste. So, Shanann's best friend, Nicole, different Nicole than, than, the, one than the one he seeing. was seeing. Different Nicole. Um, this Nicole is, like, a total bad bitch. Like, she really gets the ball rolling on, like, everything. Good. So she, I love people I like that. She like really like it is this is not like, oh, I didn't hear from my friend. Like I guess I'll text her tomorrow. Like, like no. no. Like she knows something is wrong. Yeah. Good for like, her. I I guess like I wouldn't think that way because I feel like I would just be like, Oh, they didn't see my text. Like I wouldn't yeah. even think anything of it. But Especially like so soon. I know. When like she two PM the next day. Arrived. Yeah. Um but she was like, Yeah, I knew something was wrong, like immediately. Like you know, they texted, like, pretty much all day, every day. Like, had a phone call at least mm. once a day. So, it's like, she knew yeah, something that's telling. was off. So, she had called the police um, because she had been unable to get in touch with Shanann that day. So, she had actually been the one to drive Shanann back to her house the night before mm-hmm. when Shanann was returning from her work trip. So, it's like, also, it's like, you call your best friend to drive you home. Love that for your best friend. So nice to that have your best friend so drive nice. your, you home from the airport. But it's like, your husband can't drive you home? Yeah. You like- know? I guess he's with the kids, but yeah. was he even with the kids? But, like, point? still, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, like, it's, he just seems like such, like, a, like, piece of shit to, like, yeah. not even be, like, oh, like, I can drive you home from the airport. Like, come on. You're going to make her call her friend instead? Like, that's so embarrassing mm-hmm. for you. Like, yeah. that, anyway. Um, so she had been the one to drive Shanann home, and she and Shanann had been talking about how the next day Shanann had had another OBGYN appointment to go to. Um, and Nicole called the police because she found out that Shanann had missed that appointment that day. 
How did she know? Because so, she, she had, like, not been able to get in touch with her. And so she called the doctor's office. And she's like, oh, did she uh, man make it to her appointment today? I mean, technically, they're not supposed to tell you. I know. I don't know if they're allowed to tell you that. You know? Or I don't know, like... I, I, they might be allowed to tell you, like, if they made their appointment or missed their appointment, but I don't think they can tell you, like, what goes on in the appointment. Oh. But they might, I think they can tell you if oh. you, like, were there, you know? Yeah, I guess if you say the name. Yeah. They can confirm. Yeah. But they can't tell you, like, oh, we saw these people yes. today. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, she had found out that she missed this appointment, which was really important, and she's like, that's just something Shanann had never, would never do. And she's like, I was actually worried that she had had, like, a medical emergency. So, like I said, she had diabetes, and Nicole was worried that something had gone wrong. Like, she was, like, passed out or something. Like, she had super low blood sugar. So, she was like, I had worried that something... I was worried, like, not that anything had happened to her. Like, not that something, I guess, malicious had happened to her. But I was just worried that Chris had gone to work, and she was with two very Mm -hmm. young kids. Um... And she had had, like, an episode. Yeah, and she had nobody in her house to kind of help her out. Yeah. So she drove to the house and met the officer there. She told the officer that she had talked to Chris multiple times. Like, she had called Chris multiple times. And each time he was like, oh, I'll be there, like, at 145. I'll be there at 2. I'll be there at 2.30. So, like, oh, every like single later, time, time. Yeah. He had, she had talked to him. Um, he had told her a different time that he was going to be there. Like, he just didn't really seem that concerned you know she was like it's weird like i tell him his wife is not answering my text and that she didn't go to her doctor's appointment and he's like okay and like yeah like you would think he'd be a little bit concerned right also about his kids like where are his kids like it just it's so good that he's so dumb because i mean this whole thing is solved within like two days because he's like such a dipshit like because he has no forethought to be like oh maybe i should pretend to be worried yeah you know like he's like okay and yeah like he's like okay well i'm not worried so the whole world probably is gonna be worried anymore like he just like doesn't think like which thank goodness but like still um and she's like yeah i'm not even sure if chris is coming like i don't even he, he didn't even tell me like finally like he doesn't even tell me if, like he doesn't even tell me if he's coming home you know and so the officer was trying to get into the house and um they couldn't get in through the front door or the back door because it was locked but Nicole said that, like, they had a garage door, so they could get in through the garage door as long as they had the key code. Um, but the door was locked, like, the cro- mm-hmm. the garage code was locked, so the only way that they could get into the house was by, like, opening the garage door and then going in through, like, the door in the garage. Yeah. Because otherwise they would have to, like, break down the front door and the back door, and I think they, like, avoid doing that because... It's like, well, what if somebody's just, like, sleeping inside, you know? Like, yeah. So I think, like, they really avoid doing that. Um, But Chris was like, I'm not going to tell you the code. Like, the keypad doesn't work, so I'm not going to tell you the code. (gasps) I have a key for it, and I'll be home soon. But I'm not telling you the code. Which is, like, weird. Like, so the officer and Nicole were like, okay, so I guess we'll just wait here outside while you don't know where your wife is. We don't know where your kids are. Your kids did not go to school today. Um, So we just don't know where anybody is. Like, and you're just not worried about it in the slightest. Yeah, and where is he? He's at work. Okay. Um, but it's like, okay. Because he took that one shift. Yes. Or job. Um, so Chris ended up getting home, and he opened the garage door. Um, but instead of seeming to be, like, worried about going to check inside, like, you know, normal people, if it's, like, your wife and kids are not answering the door and not there, like, you'd run inside, <laughs> yeah, you'd right? Yeah, you run you'd, in. Like, so where are you? See, like, 
screaming your name but he's like not worried he like instead he goes to shanann's car like he's like goes into the garage and he's like looking around in shanann's car like uh, like what are you looking for she's like she's obviously in not in there like <laughs> so he's like okay so he's looking for inside it for a couple minutes the police do note that the car well first of all the car is there so it's like shanann did not drive off yeah you know and the car still had the children's car seats in it so it's like well mm. you know she didn't take the car seats and put them in another car Mm -hmm. because like her kids were very young like yeah very very young um like three and five Mm -hmm. or three and six or something um so it's like she's not gonna obviously she's not gonna have her kids in the car without a car seat and you know she didn't go anywhere with her kids because the car seat's still in the car so it's like already the police are like okay that's weird like she's not in the house then something happened to her because she didn't leave like she did not leave this property um, he then goes into a house, so he opens up the door in the garage, and he goes into the house, he closes it behind him, and he goes into the house, he's like, I'm gonna unlock the front door for you. Not, you're not gonna come in through the here, I'm gonna un- unlock the front door. So he told them to <laughs> Why, go around. they're already there. And he told them to go around to the front door, and he went into the house, and he is, like, in the house for about a minute and 15 seconds before he opens the front oh, door. Oh, interesting. So it's like, it doesn't sound like that long of a time, but that is a very long time for you to, like... Go in through the back mm-hmm. door and, and walk to walking, your front like, door. Like, how far door. is it? Yeah, like, you're not going to take a minute and 15 seconds to go from your back door to your front door. Yeah. Um, so he ended up opening the front door of the house. Um, the police officer goes into the house. The searchers, the people who are helping the police officer search, they discovered Shanann's purse containing her keys and the children's medicine. Hmm. Like, right away. And Chris then said, then said he found Shanann's phone inside the home. But there was no sign of Shanann or the kids. So if they're finding all of these things that are, like, super weird, it's like, if she was safe, those things would not have been there because, like, yeah. she would have had them. Like, her car is still there. The ki- car, seats. The car seats are still there. Her purse is there. The kids' medicine are there. Like, her phone is there. Like, by all accounts, she's not somewhere safe because then she would have had yeah, these Yeah, they should have taken everything with her. Um, but... Nicole was like, yeah, Chris, like, did not look worried at all. Like, he just kept finding these things and been like, oh, here's her purse. Oh, here's her phone. Like, like show a little bit of reaction. Yeah, like, she's like, I was getting really, really stressed out. Like, mm-hmm. I was panicking when he was pulling out these things because it's like, at yeah, that I'm moment, sure. I knew something bad had happened because she doesn't have the things that she needs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but Chris is, like, totally calm. Like, he's like, yeah, here it is. Like, I found it. Um, so he ended up turning her phone on and it's turned off. He turned it on and he's like, I don't know the password actually. Like she changed the password and Nicole, bad bitch. Nicole was like, I know the password. So Nicole did. It was the due date of her baby. Um, and they were able to open the phone. So they were able to like go through the texts and everything. That's how they kind of like are able to retrace like her texts and her last conversations Mm -hmm. with him. Um, but the officer was talking to Chris and he asked Chris to give him a rundown of the past few days. Chris is like, yeah, Shanann had gone home late. I was already in bed. Like my wife is flying home late from a trip. I couldn't be bothered to wait up for her. I was already in Mm. bed. Um, he's like, and I saw my kids in bed and they were safe. They were fine. And he's like, and then I went to sleep. She was not there yet. I just went to sleep. And when I woke up, she was asleep and I went to work. And he's like, another employee came to work that day. So he can tell you I was there, which is true. So oh, another an employee did come to work that day, and he was like, yes, Chris is there. Um, 
So he did have somebody to vouch for him being there. So mm-hmm. he was able to say that. But while he was, like, with this officer, he's constantly on his own phone. Like, he's constantly texting somebody on his own phone mm-hmm. or, like, on social media. Like, he's, like, like constantly. Put the phone like, down. It's like he he's being questioned, not, like, in a way that, like, the officers are like, oh, you did this. Where were you? But he's, like, they're talking about, like, the disappearance of his wife and his kids. And he, like, could That's not give less so of a fuck. Like, he's like, eh, I don't care. Um, and they actually find out later that he was actually texting a realtor all day because he was trying to put his house on the market. Like, he's like, a yeah, realtor. I'm going to sell this house and we need to put it on the market. I thought he was texting his other his I'm, booth thing. I'm sure he was, but like the, I feel like the, the bigger, realtor. the bigger, like, I guess, like, kind of slap in the face to Shanann was like a realtor, you know, like, like literally I, the day that he murders her he's like i'm yeah now i'm done i'm gonna put this house on the market like I, we don't need this anymore all right so the officer asked chris where bella and celeste went to school he told the officer he was like yeah you can go check like i'm not gonna check but you can go check like i'm not gonna call you can call though like but i, I don't like, care these are your kids yeah um nicole's son was also helping out so nicole also has fantastic mm-hmm. son nicholas so nicholas almost as much of a bad bitch as nicole is so nicholas went over to the neighbor's house he's like i'm going over to the neighbor's house and i'm asking if they have any like you know the ring doorbells whatever yes. footage so he's like i'm going to ask if these people have any footage he's so smart yeah and so the neighbor did have a doorbell camera that Perfect. ended up like that was capturing yeah. the watts's house so like did capture like the entire Everything. house pretty much yeah so Nicholas is like, I'm getting that footage. So he asked the neighbor for the footage, and he ended up getting it. He's like, we need to show, show the police this, because the video showed that the only person who left the house that day was Chris at about 5.27 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, they're like, maybe she ran away. Like, maybe she yeah, left and took the, the kids case. somewhere. Um, I mean, it wouldn't really make sense that she left everything here, but it's like, eh, maybe she has other things. Maybe she has another phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe she has other prescriptions of the kids medicine maybe she asked somebody else for help and she has cars another car seat like in this person's car i don't know but if you're looking at the video nobody else leaves this house the entire time until like nicole and the police show up yeah just chris at 5 30 in the morning so footage shows him loading his work truck and putting things in the back of his truck and he said he like the video shows he almost took an hour to load his truck that morning that's a long time which is a long time and um the the neighbor like was talking to the police so they're like asking the police about this footage and the neighbor is like yeah this footage is really weird because chris usually only brings a couple things to work each day like i don't know he already knows i don't know he why he already knows this because like i feel like chris probably leaves pretty early like i don't know why you're watching your neighbor out your window to see what yeah. they like bring to work each day like i wonder what our neighbors know about us like, like that's a little weird all we were on the same time. <laughs> that's a little weird but um Whatever. I mean, maybe it's like they had nothing better to do. I don't know. Yeah. But it's good because he was like, yeah, it's weird because he usually brings like his lunch back to work and now he's loading his truck for an hour. Like, that's not normal. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, it's really weird. Um, and the neighbor also said that he and his wife thought something had happened to Shanann when she went on her trip to North Carolina. So she, they're like, yeah, it's actually odd because like a month and a half ago when she left for North Carolina... And we didn't see her or the kids were like, oh, something happened to her because she, they're like, we haven't been hearing have, like them having screaming fights, like arguments, like really bad fights. Oh. So we thought something happened to her and now something like 
now she's gone for real. Like, yeah. But we thought something happened a month and a half ago. So the officer ends up asking Chris if they had any marriage issues. And Chris is like, yeah, we did. We're separating and we're going to sell our house soon. Like, again. Okay. You just gave him a motive. Like, like, this is why it was solved in two days. Because yeah. he's like, yeah, we did have marriage issues. Like, I did not like her anymore. I'm, like, divorcing her and I'm selling the house. Like, okay. Might as well confess to everything I know. Like, now. it just, I don't know. It's just so fucking dumb. Like, please. Um, the officer was like, okay, well, thank you for letting me know that. And at this point, he's kind of like, okay, well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we all know who did it. <laughs> but he was like, um, could Shannon and the girls have gone to, like, the pool down the street? Like, could they have gone anywhere else? All these places he's bringing up. Chris is like, no, no, no. Like, they're not there. No, no. And he's like, but I can go check if you want me to. Like, if I have to, I'll go check. If you really want me to, I'll go check. Like, all these places, right? Could they be here? No. Could they be here? No. Could they be here? No. They're like, how do you know? He's like, well, I don't. But, you know, if you really wanted me to, I could go check. So what was he going to do? Just like, nothing? Sit there and text his girlfriend like, and the realtor. Yeah. Until somebody noticed and said something. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he thought this was going to work out. Like, I really, I really don't. Um, But... At about 3 to 4 p.m., the officer calls in the detective, um, and at this point, obviously, they had notified Shanann's family, told, you know, ask them, is Shanann with you? Whatever. Maybe they thought they had gone back, like, yeah, tried to go back like, to North Carolina. Um, and Shanann's mother was like, you need to check the GPS on his work truck, because he has GPS location on his work truck. Mm-hmm. You need to check that location, because she's like, I know he had done something, he's done something to her. I know it's... I know it's him, um, and you can figure out where he went that morning if you check the GPS in the work truck. I love that she knew that. Yeah, which again, it's like, I feel like if I went missing, I don't think my mom would be like, oh, her boyfriend did something to her. Like, I really don't think that's something that a normal person thinks about their child's significant other, you know? Yeah. Like, that's very telling. Of who? That, of like, who she, she I guess, like, who she saw him to be Mm -hmm. and it's like if you remember from the beginning like her parents loved him like her parents when they were getting married like her parents really liked him like they thought he was like a great guy Mm -hmm. for her whatever very upstanding but he she was like immediately like you need to check his work truck like i know he did something to her you need to check out where he's been wow which is another thing that's like obviously we don't have record of all of the conversations that she and her mom had but it's like maybe she had been hinting at something like that she had been Mm -hmm. undergoing or experiencing in this house with him, if that's the first thing that you think when you think about who might have done something to your kid, like if the first person you think of is like her husband, you're like he had something to do with it. I feel like that's pretty pretty telling. Yeah. Um. On the 14th, Chris begins to do media appearances. Like he's talking all these television shows. He's like, whoever has them, like please bring, please bring them back home. Oh yeah, like, this is when he starts like yeah. actually. Like, pretending. Pretending. Yeah. He's like, I can't live without them. Like, my house feels so empty. Like, bro, you're just okay. trying to sell your house. Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't care. Like... You didn't even go look for them no. at their school. Like, it's obvious. It's so obviously fake. But obviously, I'm sure his family or a lawyer or somebody told him to do these, like, media appearances and was like, you know, you have to do this. Um, On the 14th, also, Nicole... Not bad bitch Nicole. Nicole Kessinger, his oh. boo thing. 
she comes forward and she admits to police that she had been having an affair with Chris. <sighs> so she sees all these things on the media. Like she sees like him like crying about his wife. He's like, I love you so much. Please come home. And she's like, oh shit. Like he was not actually planning on divorcing her. So she comes forward to the police um, and she confesses that she had been having an affair. Um, she had deleted like all of the evidence on her phone of any conversations or photos with Chris, which the police initially were very suspicious of because they're like, well, why did you delete all of those things? Like, did you know something? Like, did he tell you something and you were trying to hide it? She said it was because she felt hurt and like lied to you. Like she was really angry at him, um, which I do think is understandable. Like, I feel like that's a common thing to do. It's like when you get broken up with, you know, you like delete everything about like that person, whatever. Um, delete the number, whatever, everything. Yeah. So I'm like, I get that. Like, I do, I feel like that is... That's a normal. A nor- like, reasonable thing. Like, I don't think that's sketchy. They were a little suspicious of it at first. They're like, is he trying to... Did he tell you something and you're trying to cover up for him? She's like, no. Like, he <laughs> just told me that, like, he was divorced. And then I see him on TV being like, I love my wife and children. Like, please take them home mm. so we can continue our happy family together, you know? So she's like, I was just pissed. I just wanted to cut him out of my life entirely. Like, I just wanted to get rid of him. And the police asked her if she knew anything. She said no. Um, they have concluded, like, pretty easily that they don't think that they she had any prior knowledge of the situation. And she was never held on any suspicion of every, anything. They were able to, like... Because obviously if you just delete things, they can find it. Like, they can, like... Or look on look, his phone, right? right? They were able to, like, look on her phone and her computer and find kind of searches that where like they were pretty shitty like it was so she was searching up the wife of some so there was another case that had happened previously um where a husband had killed his wife to be with his like lover and she was like do people hate his lover like the book deal that his lover got you know so she it was pretty shitty like she was trying to capitalize kind of off the fact that she thought she was going to be in national news like media attention she was kind of trying to figure out how she could like profit off of that which is a pretty crappy thing to do yes um but i don't think she had anything she didn't know about any of this happening like it's a pretty bad thing to do to try and like make money off of somebody else's disappearance and death especially when it's like a wife and children but i don't think she had anything to do with it to do yeah yeah um so on august 15th police officers end up arresting Chris on suspicion of murder. Um, the next morning on August 16th, police did track his work truck's GPS. So they listened to the mom, thank goodness, and they figured out the exact job site that he was on. So police went to the Anadarko oil job site where Chris had been on Monday morning, um, and unfortunately they found Shanann's body wrapped in one of the bed sheets from her house in a shallow grave not far from the oil batteries, which are two huge like oil tanks like Mm -hmm. huge huge like they're like um like you know if you've seen like silos like that are filled with like corn and stuff like those big things next to barns it's like that it's not like an oil tank it's not like a small oil tank no it's it's like huge yeah Yeah. i've seen pictures of it yeah so unfortunately they found her body um they also thought to check the oil tanks because she was buried so close they drained the oil tanks and found the bodies of cecilia and bella and the bodies of his family were taken for autopsy, and they found that Shanann had been strangled before being wrapped mm-hmm. in the sheet. Um, they found no defensive wounds on her body at all, and they also discovered that Bella and Cecilia had been smothered as well. Mm. 
That's so sad. I know. And it's like they're you like they're babies, you know, like 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 how can you just I don't understand do this. how somebody could do that to like their own the family, yeah. you know, like it's like if you really, really, really wanted to be with this woman. Let's I'm get sure, a divorce. I'm sure Shanann could have figured it out. Like, obviously, she has a great relationship with her family. She just went and lived with her family for yeah, six weeks. she can move like, back. Like, she can move back home. You know, I'm sure her parents would have let her move back in. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't ideal that she was, like, pregnant. But, again, she seems like a very, like, reasonable. resourceful, reasonable person. I'm sure she could have figured it out. Like, it doesn't really sound like she needed you for a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really sound like you helped out a lot. Um, so, like, just get a divorce. Just, then don't be with yeah. her. I, I don't get no, why he like and then what did you think you're just gonna live happily ever after yeah. with this with your mistress he's like i'm just gonna they're just gonna disappear nobody's ever gonna think about them nobody's ever gonna figure out that they're missing like i don't understand like, i really don't get where his like, head was his logic yeah during this entire thing um so unfortunately i did find the bodies um police immediately give chris a polygraph test he ends up failing a polygraph mm-hmm. obviously um and so they brought his dad in to, like, have him talk to his dad. He literally admits, like, the entire thing. Like, his dad to does? his dad. No, he oh. admits the entire thing Oh, to yes, his dad. right, when they leave the room. Yeah, so they leave the room. Yeah. He's like, yeah, dad. So I actually did kill her. Like, oh, my God. I mean, thank you for being yeah, so stupid. Like, this is much <laughs> easier than anything else. Like, a lot of other cases they have had to do because he literally admits it. Um, so he, at first he did tell his father and then later police, he was like, yes, I, Shanann came home. Um, she had killed our daughters and I had killed, I killed her in anger. Like she had smothered our daughters. Like and I how dare anger. you say that? Right. It's like, you're, she's not alive to defend herself anymore. And you're trying to pin the yeah. deaths, like make her seem like a, a bad person when yeah. she would never ever like no. do that or think of doing that to her kids. she was so protective of them like even down to the fact that like she didn't want her kids to feel bad that his parents didn't show up for their birthday yeah. like you really think that she would go as far as being upset that like these people made her kid upset by not showing up for her birthday you really think somebody like that would kill their own kids no like that doesn't make any sense no um and it's like he also doesn't give a reason like he doesn't say like why? why like he's not like he just says yeah she just did it like okay like <laughs> it's obviously not true you know like so but that's what he tries to claim at the beginning um but by november he had entered a guilty plea for all three of the mm-hmm. murders so he pled guilty to take a plea deal that would avoid the death penalty so he could avoid the death penalty he took a plea deal to plead guilty um, Shanann's family also actually requested that the death penalty not be signed. Mm-hmm. Again, just, like, I feel like this is just, like, a good family. Like, they kind of see that it's, like, well, nothing is going to bring our daughter and our grandchildren back, and we don't want to cause more pain. Like, we don't want to bring more pain into the world. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be responsible for more death in the world. Yeah. So, they requested that the death penalty not mm-hmm. be kind of brought about. That makes sense. Um, on September 1st, Shanann, Bella, and C- Celeste, um, they're, uh, they held, held a funeral for them. So they were remembered at their funeral at the Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Um, and it was a pretty long 
kind of service. There was a lot of people that showed up. There was a lot of people that spoke about them. And thankfully, Chris was not mentioned once at their entire funeral. Good. Yeah, which is like, he did not need to be. No. You know, this was like a place to celebrate their life, not bring attention to the person Mm -hmm. that ended their life. Yeah. So I was really, like, I was happy to hear that. Because I think it would have been easy to be like, it's like, I mean, it was her husband. It was like their father. But I was really happy that they didn't mention Mm -hmm. him once. You know, it was more about a celebration of like who they were and things like that rather than bringing him into it again. Um, On November 6th, Chris appeared in court and he pled guilty to there was nine criminal charges in all. Um, Shanann's family also filed a wrongful death suit against Chris. So the ruling ended up being that Chris owed Shanann's family six million dollars Obviously, this is probably never going to get paid, mm-hmm. but it's just like now he won't be able to profit off of anything because he'll always yeah. like, owe this oh, money, no. you know. So any money he does end up receiving, like this will be owed to her mm-hmm. parents. Um, and on November 19th, he was sentenced to three life sentences plus 84 years for his crimes, um, mainly for the three counts of first degree murder. Um, Chris's mother is still... A pretty shitty person. She refuses to believe that Chris had anything to do with it. He literally confessed. Yeah. Um, so she believes his story. She was like, yeah, like, I believe that Shanann killed her own children and my son just, like, avenged their deaths. Like, yeah. dumb. For like, what believe reason? Believe it or not, he's a shitty... No, he's more shitty than you two. Yeah. Like, for what reason? Just because he said so? Like, I... I don't understand how some people can be so blind to reality that they just believe whatever somebody tells them. Yeah. Like, and then, okay, see that maybe she did. Why would he dispose of their bodies right, in like, that makes oil no tanks? Sense. Like, yeah, like, that is such a brutal way to put, like... like call the police immediately. Right, your own children? Like, I don't understand how you could stomach putting your own children, like, putting them in yeah, that manner. Like, don't them. you want to, like, even in death like protect them and make sure they have like they're in they have a final resting place you know like i just don't understand how you're claiming that that happened and that you did that you do these such awful things Mm -hmm. she just doesn't want to believe that that um yeah so he's still in jail no he's never gonna get good yeah he's alive still yeah oh that's right it's so recent recent. um but kind of the aftermath it's kind of unfortunate so the rusek family so this is shanann's family has been targeted by online trolls and conspiracy theorists after shanann was murdered um kind of claiming that they had something to do with it like they had something they wanted like life insurance policy money or whatever which is like Like, so dumb like why what reason would they have for wanting that like that makes absolutely no sense but they said that was like a really tough thing like after this case went public they were like, they went through a lot of emotional trauma having to listen to this, like, on all sides. Like, first they have to deal with the death of their daughter and their grandchildren, and now they have to listen to all these people being like, you knew something about it. Like, like find something blame, else to do. You know? um, so they that's why they said that, um, especially her brother Frankie, that's why they said they worked so closely alongside this director of this documentary mm-hmm. um, on the Watts family murders um, because it gave them a platform to kind of raise awareness for domestic violence, highlight how evil Chris was, Mm -hmm. and kind of just, like, make sure people, like, this was the truth. Like, we wanted to share our truth. So we worked really closely alongside, like, producing and 
putting out this documentary to like spread this truth to as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, after the documentary, obviously there's always going to be weird as fuck people in the world. Um, so Chris in prison began receiving letters from like women who like felt bad for him and were like, you know, I'm on your side. Like, you're so handsome. Like, Like, let's be together forever. Like, I don't understand how you're attracted to somebody like this. Yeah. He's never going to get out. First of all. I know. Like, what is the point? I I don't get it. And what are you going to talk about? Like. That's yeah. insane to me how some people are, like, okay. attracted to that. But that was kind of the <sighs> aftermath um, of this whole thing. Obviously, it's only, like, five years kind of post-case. Yeah, it wasn't crazy. that long ago. Um, especially when, like, all the documentary and stuff came out. Like, a, a lot of the information is, I think I said it before, is, like, only, like, two years post, I guess, case. Mm-hmm. Um, so there hasn't been like that much development other than this like documentary. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, that is this case of the Watts family murders. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like remembered all the details when you started talking mm-hmm. about them. I was going to ask, did the mistress ever, Because I feel like there was either, like, rumors or it happened that she contacted him afterwards. So they were kind of looking into her to see if she had anything to do with it. I think that he, um, I mean, I'm sure they had contact, but I don't think it ever turned into anything, like, real. Mm -hmm. And they were able to kind of track her phone and, like, look up all her things and figure out that she really didn't have anything, like, I mean... Unless they had spoken about it in person and she was, like, a really good liar. Mm-hmm. Like, she had nothing to do with it. She was the one that went to the police first, you know? Yeah. So they were able to kind of, I guess... Like, rule her out. Rule her out as, like, knowing anything. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was it. That was crazy. Yeah. So, um... When you first started saying the synopsis i was like oh my god this sounds just like this other case i yeah. know i can't remember what it's called yeah but it was a chris watts case oh was it really yeah that's why i yeah. looked up a picture of him i was like oh yep yeah um yeah so i feel like this was pretty high profile like yeah have you seen the videos where the neighbors showing the surveillance cameras and then people are like Oh, this is when the neighbor realizes, like, he did it. When yeah. they're, like, watching back the cameras. Yeah. And then also when Chris realizes, like, oh, he's caught. Like, oh, fuck. Because he yeah. didn't know about the, the camera. He didn't know. Yeah, he did not know about the video cameras, like, until yeah. the neighbor brought it up. Until Nicholas was over there. He's like, yeah. they have cameras <laughs> looking right at your house. He, like, put both of his hands I up. I know. He was, like, uh, yeah. Like, I stress, like, rubbing his head. Yeah. Because I watched the documentary that their family oh, helped produce, yeah, and it was, really like, shook. in there. Um, but that the documentary was really good. It was called, um, like, American Family. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called American Murder, The Family Next Door. So that's the one that I watched. And that's the one that their family worked, like, super closely with. So yeah, I was like, well, I I've feel most comfortable, like, back. watching this one. It's yeah. on Netflix, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. All right. Well, we will catch you on the next episode. 
have a good week yes yeah see you next week bye